I switched to Boost Mobile and got a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Want to know the best part? Uh, it was free? Nope. The fact that it's on America's largest 5G networks? Nope. It's the ding. Oh, yeah. Love the ding. Right? It's all about the ding. It's the dingarooski, the dingarona, the ring-a-ding-ding. Unleash your power to save with Boost. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone when you switch. Boost Mobile. Unleash your power. And the ding. Limited time offer. New customers only. Available on select networks. 5G not available everywhere. One device per line. Tax excluded. Additional restrictions apply. See your local Boost Mobile store for details. I've confronted hundreds of men over two decades. I have been in television for 24 years. I just came to get something to eat. And I have very seldom been at a loss for words. I just came to get something to eat. Men online looking for children to sexually assault. What's the motive here? It's, Explain it to me. I'm no, not you're right. No, you're right. It's stupid. It's, it's not. It's an no. illegal thing. Yeah, I know. I did a stupid thing. Men from all walks of life. A doctor. A teacher. A clergyman. You sent pornographic pictures through the mail. Okay, that's a federal offense right there. You know I'm in trouble. And I know it. I tried to get into their heads and understand why. Who's who we have tonight? Uh, I, I, I want to know who you are. I want to know a little bit more about you first. Can I eat first? Sure, go ahead. Let's see if any of this sounds familiar while you enjoy your pizza. And ultimately, make sure they face justice. You ask her if she's a virgin. I ask everybody all kinds of stuff. It's just talk. You ask her if she's horny. What's wrong with that? You ask if she does anal. It's a question. Question. Who are they? Have they tried to prey on other children? And where are they now? These are the predators I've caught. I'm Chris Hansen. When I look back at the 51 men who surfaced during our To Catch a Predator investigation in Riverside, California, one of them sticks out for a number of different reasons. Yes, we had a teacher. Yes, we had an actor. Yes, we had people from all walks of life. We had guys who were even convicted before of sexually assaulting minors. 51 guys, imagine. But one guy, Jerry Wayne Martin Kosis, stands out for a number of reasons. First of all, when you look at somebody, you know, people always ask me, what do these guys have in common? And usually I say they don't stand out in a crowd. But every once in a while you see somebody just going through your routine life and you look at them and you say, that guy is odd. That guy was Jerry Wayne Martin Kosas. Jerry, at the time, was 30 years old. This was in early 2006. It was the first investigation we did where we collaborated with law enforcement, the Riverside County Sheriff's Department. Sergeant, then Lieutenant, now Sheriff Chad Bianco led the investigation for the Sheriff's Department. And on a Sunday in January... In walks Jerry Kosis. Now, Jerry, who worked in maintenance at a park in Tarzana, California, chatted online with a girl, a decoy posing as a girl, named Chloe. Chloe was 13, and her screen name was Barbie Girl. 
because she liked to play with Barbies. Now, there was no doubt that the profile, the person Jerry thought he was chatting with, was a kid. And that is made clear time and time again in the chat log. First of all, the name, Barbie Girl. Second of all, she comes out and says she's 13. And you can see this early on in the chat. And the profile of Chloe, Barbie Girl, is one of a girl who lives with her mom in Riverside, whose dad died about a year ago, and now the mom has a girlfriend. And this gets discussed in the chat. And it's kind of a way, I suppose, for the perverted justice decoys to just to create a different scenario. Realistic, but different. What it does is it paints a portrait to the predator of somebody who may be a little bit vulnerable, who's in a different sort of lifestyle, whose parents aren't there traditionally at home with the child. And that gives the predator an opportunity to think, hmm, I can strike here. And it also leads to colorful conversation. And I'll give you an example. So this starts, the conversation does. December 18th, 2005. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm good, says Jerry Kosas. Cool. Jerry asks, are you ready for Christmas? Now again, nonchalant, very casual conversation. Barbie girl asks, what you doing? Chilling. You, he asks. Sitting here, LOL. Oh, chatting with many people, he wants to know? No. Lots of bots, she says. Oh, well, pour water on them and watch them rust. You didn't go out tonight? LOL, no. Why not? Because my mom's girlfriend not let me. Oh, and you want to go out? It'd be cool, she says, but I can't go anywhere on a school night. My name's Chloe, 13, female, California, and you? Well, my name is Jerry, and I'm 30, male, Southern California. At least he's honest. Hi, Jerry. Nice to meet you. And nice to meet you, too, says Jerry. What do you like to do for fun? He asks, well, swim, hike, play pool, go out. Now, right here, this 30-year-old man knows that he's chatting with a 13-year-old girl. Why does he continue if he doesn't want to groom this child into an inappropriate sexual liaison? This is where it turns. Right here, this is the opportunity when Jerry Kosas could have said, this is inappropriate. This isn't right. You're 13. See ya. But he doesn't. For three weeks, he continues this conversation. I hope your folks don't mind you chatting with me. Why should they, she says. Just asking, says Jerry. It's just chatting, LOL. I know. Do you chat often? And then she explains that, you know, her mom's girlfriend is here at the house. That her dad died last year. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, he says. I guess your mom likes women? I hope so, he says. Again, probing. Yeah, not till my dad died, but since he died, she likes girls. Okay, I guess that's cool, he says. Thanks, LOL. Yeah, I guess. You like girls too? Ooh, no, he he says. Okay, so I guess you need a boyfriend then. Here we go. Another round of grooming. But don't rush into anything with someone. Now, this is the part where he is going to be the big brother, the advisor. But you'll see later in the chat that that's not the case at all. He talks about what he does for a living. He says he works in a park. 
He's a maintenance guy in reality, picks up the trash. And you have to wonder, you know, as, as you're out and about, I guess we all do this. You know, who's that guy over there? What's he capable of? You know, in our last episode, we talked about Charles Lawrence, who had a dark secret. A guy I knew from the commuter train who ended up showing up in my predator investigation in Fairfield, Connecticut. Who would have never have guessed that? And you probably wouldn't guess that Jerry Kosis, if you saw him working in a park, would be capable of grooming and trying to sexually assault a 13-year-old. But these guys are out there. And that's the scary part of this is you don't know who they are. And that's why we do these investigations. Have you brothers or sisters, he asks. Only one. No, she says. Oh, you the only one? Yeah, he he. So you get spoiled. I don't think so. My dad spoiled me. My mom never did. Oh, do you like to swim? He asks. Yeah, I do. That's cool. Now he's talking about finding something in common with this girl. Swimming. Later, there'll be talk about urinating, defecating. It's hard to tell where this guy is coming from at this point, but it becomes pretty clear later. And just to make sure that he knows he's talking to a child, the decoy explains what kind of music she likes. Britney Spears. Just her? That's all you like, he asks? I like her mostly. Like Usher and stuff. That's cool, he says. So I guess you like dance, too, yeah? You dance good? I try. Well, I'm like a bull in a china cabinet. So here he is at 30, chatting with a 13-year-old girl, admitting he's got some faults, but willing to, you know, hang out and try to be him. I switched to Boost Mobile and got a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Want to know the best part? Uh, it was free? Nope. The fact that it's on America's largest 5G networks? Nope. It's the ding. Oh, yeah. Love the ding. Right? It's all about the ding. It's the dingarooski, the dingarona, the ring-a-ding-ding. Unleash your power to save with Boost. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone when you switch. Boost Mobile. Unleash your power. And the ding. Limited time offer. New customers only. Available on select networks. 5G not available everywhere. One device per line. Tax excluded. Additional restrictions apply. See your local Boost Mobile store for details. He's in Tarzana, as I mentioned. And after three weeks of chatting, he's comfortable enough to make the 76-mile trip from Tarzana, where he lives, to Riverside, where this girl, Chloe, is. Barbie girl. But not before he gets a little bit more explicit in the chat. More about this predator I've caught in a moment. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Relationships take work. We'll go out of our way to treat other people well. But how often do we give ourselves the same treatment? I truly believe we do not take care of ourselves. And that's why I think BetterHelp is a great option for a lot of people. This month, BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you to take care of your most important relationship, the one you have with yourself. You are the greatest asset, so invest the time and effort into yourself like you do for other people. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in less than 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp Online Therapy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, 
And Predators I've Caught listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Hanson, H-A-N-S-E-N. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash Hanson. Then during the chat, he refers to the girl maybe having to pee. He says, well, it's been about an hour since you last made a pit stop, if you know what that means. You want me to go pee, she asks? No, LOL. Oh, you want to? Not really. Okay, I hope not, he because I'm not ready to lift the seat on you yet. You trying to get rid of me, she asks? No. I wouldn't want you to leave. Good, I don't want to. I finally got someone nice to chat with. Okay. Oh, you always be getting bad people? No, people just don't want to talk to me because I'm 13. Oh, your turn. Smiley face. Okay, if you're getting bored, we do something else. Have you ever drank or still drink an alcoholic beverage? So here he is introducing the idea to a 13-year-old girl of drinking alcohol. She says, I can get beer or wine if I want to. I used to before, but don't really do it much anymore. Okay, some more basic chatter. He asks the decoy what her mom and her mom's girlfriend are doing. She says, my mom's still at work and the girlfriend is just laying here. I think she passed out because she drinks too much. So you're pretty much all alone then, he asks. Yeah, sorry, I can't tickle you. LOL. No, I pee on myself. I so ticklish. Oh, you would? Yes, probably. That might be fun then. So now he's saying that it might be fun to tickle this 13-year-old girl until she urinates. How long would you last? If I did tickle you, I don't know, not long, 10 minutes, 20 or 30, probably five, she says. Okay. Well, do you have a most ticklish spot? Yes, I do. My neck, my feet, behind my knees. Okay. And my sides are worse. Nice. How about your tummy, he asks, or back? Yeah, I ticklish everywhere. Okay. So you'd be fun to hold down and tickle then. LOL, I don't know if you want to get pee on you and then see how fast you can run. He he, he asks. Well, if I'm holding you down, it'd be hard to get me, right? Okay, now he's long ago crossed the line by even continuing to chat with a 13-year-old girl. But now he's entered this whole other sick area. So I could tickle you all I want and keep dry. Not fair, she says. Are you ticklish? She asks. Well, there isn't any way for you to get me, is there? Somewhat. There gotta be. Well, even in swimsuit, you still get that wet. I ain't wearing a diaper either, she says. Nope. You're too old for a diaper, I think. Hee hee. You know, I would tickle you after you drink a nice glass of water. Now he's introducing the thought of getting her naked after this tickling and peeing. I don't want to pee on my clothes, she says. Okay, but I don't think you want to pull them off while I'm there. Tickling. Or looking, would you? That's bad, huh? I don't know then. Well, just have to hope you can hold on tight, hee hee. LOL, but what if I pee on you? Ha ha ha. Where you go? I'm here. Silly Yahoo. So he gets bumped off but comes back on. Well, I can hold you up against a wall to tickle you. I wonder how big of a puddle you make if I tickled you hard. If I drink a lot, probably big, she says. So I make sure you drink plenty then, and then some. All right, so now this is going to a whole different level. And then Christmas goes by, and there's talk of presents and what everybody got. He's now bugging her for a picture, a full-body picture. So what do you want to do when you come over? 
Watch TV or play games? Or what? She asks. Yeah. Cool. And movies? And then there's more talk about him visiting. So I can sneak in the garage and scare you then. Hee hee. That's if you leave the door open. LOL. You're bad, she says. Yeah, but it's fun. More talk about where the mom is and the mom's girlfriend. When they're going to leave. And then how he's going to tickle her. He's obsessed with this tickling and the peeing. Or by walking up behind you and holding your arms or holding you by your pants. If you're wearing pants. Oh man, should I wear pants? And then there's talk about what Jerry wants Chloe to wear. Okay, just a tank top and a micro miniskirt. Hee hee. Oh hey, I got one of those. Okay, I got tank, don't know about skirt. Oh, well that's okay. Need anything else? Panties. Oh, you can go without that, he says. What if I pee bed? Well, you changing it now. More talk about what he wants her to wear, just in panties and shirt. He's still trying to get her to send a full-body picture, which she does not. And he's just obsessed with this whole urination. He wants her to pee in a garbage bag and save it for him. Later, the chat turns to how Barbie Girl misses her dad. He used to come home from work. She'd be sleeping. He'd grab my sides and just start tickling. It'd scare me, but it was funny. Jerry says, cool, good way to wake you up. Yeah, it was the best. Then he says, I would do that. Really, she says, really. Sweet. Yeah, he says, but I would do it in the middle of the night. So now he's setting up the fact that he's going to come over, spend the afternoon and the night with her. And then there's talk about how he's going to make this 76-mile trip by bus and Metrolink. If I had the right cross streets, I could get there in no time. Really? So that's what he does. He starts heading over to the house in Riverside, using public transportation, 76 miles. And when I ask him, and you'll hear this in a minute, where he came from, there's the classic way, way, way. And the last bit of chat before he shows up is good night. He's got the address. He's all set to go. He knows the route. Well, take care and have a good night, he says. Okay, night. Have a good drive. See you soon. Yeah, I sure will. Sleep tight. Do more of what you love in 2023. Meetup is the place where passions meet friendships. With communities for every interest, you're bound to find new friends. There are thousands of meetup events happening every day. Download the Meetup app and join in. Don't let the bed bugs bite, she says. Don't let the bed bugs bite you. Bye, sweet Chloe. Bye, sweeter Jerry. That's the end of the chat. More about this predator I've caught in a moment. I am really loving HelloFresh. You need to check it out because it is about the most efficient, the healthiest, and delicious way to have food, fresh food, brought to your own home so you can prepare it yourself. Just in the last week, I had the honey miso broccoli and sweet potato donburi, as well as a balsamic fig chicken. And it was great. And if you're in a lifestyle like I am, where sometimes I'm solo in New York and I'm cooking for one, or sometimes I'm at our house in Michigan cooking for two to four, you can order whatever kind of food you want from HelloFresh. It comes in a package with ice, so everything's 
pre-portioned. It's the best quality food available. And it could not be easier to make a great meal. And I'm such a believer. And the more I talk about this, the more I hear from friends and colleagues that they're using HelloFresh too. So give it a try for satisfying and nutritious meals that you can feel good about with six recipes per week to choose from, including low-calorie and carb-conscious options. This is critical for me because if I order their package for Fit and Wholesome, which I like, there's a lot of great stuff, but I like the Fit and Wholesome, I know that I'm going to eat something that is good for me. I'm not going to get something that's too fatty, has too much sugar, or an impulse purchase that I'm famous for. And that's one of the key things I like about HelloFresh. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Hanson16, H-A-N-S-E-N 16. Use code Hanson16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Now, the next day, which is a Sunday, Jerry shows up at our home in Riverside. And if you'll recall... We had it set up so that the predator would have to walk down a sidewalk parallel to the house, around into the backyard, and come in through a sliding glass window. We had that big red curtain up. And here comes Jerry. Jerry's wearing a blue jacket, a t-shirt, and a ball cap. And as he's coming in the sliding glass door, he says, anybody home? He's about to find out there are a whole lot of people in this house. Jerry has a short conversation with our decoy for perverted justice, but this wasn't a situation where he was going to have a face-to-face conversation. She was just around the corner, and that's when I come out. I come out pretty quickly, partly because we had so many guys showing up. I mean, imagine 51 in three days, and I needed to deal with Jerry. And I asked him where he was coming from, and that's where he says this iconic line. Way, way, way. Listen again. You got a workout today. Say what? I had a nice little walk today. You did? Where did you have to walk from? Oh, way, way, way. Way, way. Why don't you come on over here and have a seat on the stool for me, please? Sure. Where did you walk from today? Oh, from, uh... Please sit down. Uh... Riverside. Riverside. Yeah. How far was the walk? I don't remember. It was was pretty far, though. And this is the part where Jerry tries to tell me that he may be at the wrong address. He says he was just going to meet a friend. So he he's clearly not the brightest guy I've ever confronted in the Predator investigations. But he does know right from wrong. And he's trying to spin his excuse as to why he's there. He, he He's also in this weird position because he... I have him sit down, but he won't face me directly. He kind of looks at me from this 90-degree angle. And we have the entire interview like this. And he kind of fades in and out. And I'm trying to figure out what this guy's all about. Again, he can form a sentence. I mean, he's fairly articulate. He's not the sharpest guy in the world, but he certainly was capable of hurting a child. And what would make you walk so far Hmm. on a Sunday morning? I am outside to say hi and meet a friend. Hi and meet a friend. Yeah, but I probably got the wrong address. The wrong address? 
Most likely. Most likely. And why do you say that? Well, because I wrote down 77. 77. Yeah, 17. Ah. Uh, so what makes you think you got the wrong address here? Well, I'm just guessing. You're just guessing. And who was your friend who you were coming to see? Uh, it would be Chloe. Chloe. Right. Well, you've got the right address for Chloe. I do? Yeah. He does admit that his friend's name is Chloe, the girl he thought he was chatting with online. But when I ask what he thought Chloe's age was, well, he's starting to play cover my ass. And how old is Chloe? Uh, okay, I believe about 18. 18? Well, that would make it better for your story if she was 18, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. Because she'd be an adult then. Yeah, I know. And there wouldn't be a problem with you visiting her. Yeah. But that's not what she told you on the internet, is it? I believe not. You believe not? I think you know. Yes. And what age did she say? I believe 13. 13. Okay. Now, every time I call Jerry out, he admits the truth for the most part. So now he said, okay, she's really 13. Let's see what he says next about his intentions. What made you feel so comfortable coming into a home where there was apparently a 13-year-old girl home alone? I know, outside, maybe wanting to be, I guess, I guess, I guess a mentor or something like that. A mentor? A mentor. Jerry Kosis tells me that he wanted to be a mentor to this 13-year-old girl. A mentor how? By tickling her? Making her urinate on him? Having sex with the girl? And you have to wonder how many other times Jerry Kosis has done this. Now, he didn't have a criminal record up to that point. But if he's working at a park where children are hanging out and playing, you gotta wonder what else he was up to and what he would have done had he not surfaced in this investigation. A mentor in what way? Mm, positive, I would hope. Positive. So how were you going to mentor this 13-year-old girl? Uh, be a big brother or not. Big brother. Aspect, yes. So you were coming here to be the big brother? I would like to try to be one. You would. If possible. I would like to try to be a big brother if possible. Now again... The transcripts tell a completely different story for Jerry. Jerry, interestingly, is referred to by some people as the alien predator. And I think it's because of what he told me in the beginning of this confrontation, which was he came from way, way, way away. Maybe from another planet, solar system, whatever. But he also looks a little alien-like. He doesn't do a lot of blinking. And he speaks in a odd fashion. Listen to some more. And what kind of things in your mind does a big brother do with his 13-year-old adopted sister? Well, how about with homework? How, how about, about with homework? That's handy. What else? Um, talk about things that's possible. Things, you know, be, you know, bring your brotherly advice. Brotherly advice. About things like what? Anything in general. Anything in general. If possible. Brotherly advice. Anything in general. 
Now, it's clear he's just trying to talk his way out of it. He doesn't even ask me who I am. He just knows he's in trouble here. Jerry Kosis, interestingly, was one of only two predators I can think of who actually took his shoes off when he entered the house. There was another one who did that in Bowling Green, Kentucky. But here's a guy who's, you know, willing to apparently have an inappropriate sexual contact with a 13-year-old girl, and he's worried about his shoes? That always amazes me. Just one of those little things. Now, the kind of brotherly advice you talk about in your chat here doesn't seem like the wholesome kind of homework type advice you're talking to me about. Okay. You know what I'm referring to. Yeah. There's some pretty inappropriate stuff in here. Yes. And the kind of mentoring you're talking about in your chat involves... Yeah. ...her doing some sexual things to you. I confront Jerry with the transcripts, and he admits initially that this was inappropriate. But when I go one step further and suggest his intentions were sexual, he backs off. Not sexual, but just inappropriate about the tickling and urinating. And I push him a little further here. I got the chat right there, Jerry. I mean, you talk about whether or not she drinks. You talk about tickling her. Yeah, that. But nothing. You talk about seeing her cuter side. What's my cuter side if you pull your pants and panties down? I said if I, if I would, I would be. I was trying to dance around that. Yeah, well, you were trying to dance around it. Yeah, he was trying to dance around that. He was talking about pulling the panties down of a 13-year-old girl. I was trying to dance around that. Again, what's going to happen if we're not there and a 13-year-old girl is? Jerry made the first request about this activity. It wasn't like this decoy brought it up. He was game. And it sure didn't seem in the chats like this was his first time. You talk about what kind of clothes you'd like her to wear. Tank top. A micro miniskirt. She asks about panties and you say, you can't go without that? I mean, you basically ask her to urinate them. Right? Right. Is that appropriate talk to have with a 13-year-old girl? He wanted this girl to urinate on him. He says that. He admits it to me. At this point, we have other predators on the way. And I sort of figure that, well, we've got about as much out of Jerry as we're going to get. But I ask him one last round of questioning. Is this appropriate behavior for somebody who is out in the public and and has contact with children, teenagers? No, it's not. Jerry admits that what he did was inappropriate. I tell him who I am. He remains calmly seated. The cameras come out. And he's more concerned about when this is going to be on television and what impact it's going to have on him and perhaps his job, his relatives. 
and I tell him that, well, we haven't decided who's going to be in the, in the final version of the story yet. So he gets up and calmly leaves, pulls back the red curtain, and off he goes. Jerry walks about as slow as any other predator I can remember out of this house. He walks off the back porch and makes the right turn up the sidewalk. And he's going so slowly. And he's still trying to get his shoes back on properly. And he's about to go through the gate. And there's Chad Bianco, gun drawn. And Chad arrests Jerry alone. Jerry puts up no resistance. And I think that was the profile that Bianco expected. So Jerry was very compliant. He got on his knees. He was handcuffed. And and that was it. Now, the reason I think that Chad Bianco was alone for that specific arrest was because, you know, it was just very busy and there was a low risk in terms of any kind of fight or fleeing on the part of Jerry. And again, this was the very first time we had worked with law enforcement. So we were still figuring this out and they were still figuring this out. But again, 51 men in three days. It still stuns me to think about Jerry, as it turns out, worked as a garbage man, maintenance, at Magic Mountain Amusement Park before he was caught in our sting. The last we heard, he was living with his parents in Tarzana, California. He received a lifetime registration as a sex offender in California, but the weird thing is he's not on the website anymore, so we believe he either petitioned to get off or he moved to another state and had to register there. He did get eight months in jail. He fought the case initially, but he did have to do something like uh, 240 days, eight months in jail. He was on probation and, as I mentioned, did have to register. Initially, it was a lifetime registration as a sex offender. He also had to stay away from children and there was some computer monitoring. Since then, he has had a presence on social media, Facebook. He's a train public transportation aficionado. He likes to take pictures of the trains and the buses, and keep track of the schedules. He probably got good at it, trying to get from Tarzana all the way to Riverside in the sting operation. But he hasn't been active on Facebook since about 2019. So where is he? We don't know. If you do, feel free to reach out to me at chris at predatorpodcast.com. As you know, I like to hear from all of you. And you send in some really interesting, insightful questions and comments. And this week's question is from Cameron in Washington, D.C. Hi, Chris. This is Cameron in Washington, D.C. Hope you're well. I am really enjoying your podcast and look forward to it every single week. My question to you was, why is it that the decoys got more comfortable or were okay being closer and closer to the predator as the seasons drew on? So at first they would maybe just shout down the stairs or be seen from a distance holding the laundry basket. But later on, as you know, they would be all right sitting on a beach with them or sitting across a living room from them or in Hanson versus Predator being very close to them by the counter. I'm just wondering why you think that trend was. Thank you. 
Thank you, Cameron. And it's an excellent question. And the answer is that as we progressed with the investigations up until right now, the ones we do now, we were able to gain a level of comfort, one with the the on-site decoys themselves. In other words, we confident that they were skillful enough to handle the situation. We were confident enough in our own security internally and their relationship with law enforcement to brief and educate the on-site decoys as to what was okay, what was not okay, what was too close, and to give them an opportunity to, you know, break away if they got anxious. For instance, in Fairfield, you know, when one of the predators went in for a hug, the decoy left the room and I came out. No hug for me. We also got better, I think, as time went by and up until right now with knowing more about the background of the individual predator. In other words, if they had a license to carry a pistol. In Fairfield, for instance, we knew that Stephen Buchanan had a carry permit. And we went through a whole protocol before he came into the house to make sure he didn't have a pistol on him. We did have a case in Petaluma where Predator had made mention in the transcripts that he never goes anywhere without a gun. He's always ready to defend himself. And in that case, we could not verify or confirm that he didn't have a gun with him when he walked in. So the police arrested him before he got into the house. We don't want to ever have a live weapon inside the house. And in the investigations we do today, we work even more closely with law enforcement. So we have a better sense of who we're dealing with in terms of who these predators are and what threat they pose. So it's not a perfect science, Cameron, but, you know, as time went on, we grew more comfortable with the setting, with the protocols, and we also realized that there was a benefit in finding out just who these guys were by watching them interact with the child they thought they were there to have sex with. And it gave us greater insight into the mind of a predator. Thank you for listening. Make sure that you comment, rate the podcast, subscribe to the podcast. And if you have any questions or comments for me, you can always reach me at chris at predatorpodcast.com. I'll be watching and listening.